1: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Hello and welcome to Banging Book Club, where we read books about sex and/or gender and discuss it. I'm Hannah Witten. I'm Lena Norms. And I'm Lucy Moon. And this month we read Testosterone Rex by Cordelia Fine.
3: Oh, isn't yeah. she fine damn fine <laughs> I wonder what Cordelia's she... life was like at school I'd be like hey Cordelia fine I don't think <laughs> fine was in our like slang because it's quite American then, isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah. It's quite I just imagine American. all the boys being like oh, that Cordelia she is fine <laughs> maybe that's in our dreams <laughs> yeah. or Cordelia's you used to get feedbacks used. on my tests that were like good okay fine <laughs> Yeah. also
2: stick around to the end because we have a very important announcement do, 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 do.
3: <laughs> That's like the Greek the xylophone. Style. Yes. Oh my god. Sorry, I love Greece
2: so um, much. Also, the the subtitle of this book is Unmaking the Myths of Our Gendered Minds, and there's a quote on the front actually from Naomi Alderman, author of The Power, which I'm still reading.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which I'm still, you can do it. I
3: will get Where that. are you?
2: I'm at. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, I, where am Did I? Did you get to the part
3: where the dinosaurs come? <laughs> I don't think I've <laughs> not really got there wrong, yet, clearly. No. Um, it's not, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know I missed the last 25 pages, but bloody how? Lucy's like, I will stop skim reading stuff, I missed yeah. the dinosaurs in the power.
2: That's my big fear about skim reading, that one of yeah. you will bring up the best bit of the book and I won't have seen it. I'm, I'm like two thirds of the way in. Okay. So a lot's happened. Yeah. The, it's um. Like,
3: Margot, woman who I quite like, has like become governor. Oh yeah, she's cool. Anyway, I think Margot is um, Melania. That's my (laughs)
0: um
2: Anyway, Naomi Alderman's quote for this book is as thrilling and mind-bending as any novel for anyone with an open mind. It's a revelation. Would we agree?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like boy does she prove that our minds are gendered, but also not. I wish one thing about this book is I wish I could memorize it so that when I meet people who really genuinely think the opposite way to me, I can use all the examples and study, but I'm also not remembering it because I so rarely meet those people in my real life. (laughs) I feel like, I just want to be like, you're cunting because of society, not because of your your hormones. But I think what's significant about Cordelia Fine is that she's really embedded in the science world. She's won loads of science prizes Mm -hmm. and there'll be some very serious people reading it and have read it and read it and they're the people that really will listen because it does who... feel very academic yeah and I well. think it's, it's for it's other like a... p- it's, it is like commercial non-fiction but it's also for the other people in her field yeah mm-hmm. definitely and she's building on other research that people will know about and, and that's what's revolutionary about it so for the for the layman reader which is us. what we are it <laughs> can be quite intense it can be quite intense shall we I... do our sound reviews <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay
2: do you want to go first <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> That's me as a T Rex trying to keep up with Cordelia. Fine.
2: That's what I thought that was. <laughs> Lena's doing little tiny talons. Um, so yeah, that's why I felt I felt like a like a tiny T Rex. Oh, now I need to think of one. How do you? you go next? Um. Okay. it would be like. Oh uh, That's like the. It's fascinating, but the struggle of reading it. Yeah, it's
3: like a t-, t-, t Rex being born.
2: <laughs> Mine yeah.
3: is. Uh huh. <laughs> I think that was mine. Cool. You're like I hear you, Cordelia Yeah, I hear yeah, you. I hear you.
2: I and hear I like the you. way you've approached you. this, but I <laughs> have already stuff. read
3: a little bit too much of this. Um I think the big thing well no, don't worry. We shall hold. I th- yeah. I think I think we've because of the nature of this, we've read quite a few like science, feminism, um commercial books. Yeah. yeah. One thing And some of the studies keep coming up, which is cool. Yeah.
2: But one thing that I will say about this, which I've already said to YouTube, I'll say it for the Go on then readers. Pretend it's the first time. Okay. Tell us. <laughs> pretend Hello. this is the first time I'm telling you this hilarious thing. So we, when we read last year, uh, "Come as You Are" by mm. Emily Nagoski, one of our like main complaints, I guess, of it, we were like, oh, it's really repetitive, and it was like a 400-page book, and it could have been mm. a 200-page book. Mm. Um, And we found that quite frustrating but at the same time another comment that we had about that book was that it felt very teachery and the repetitiveness was like to drill it into you and Mm. actually I think all three of us came away from that book really having understood what she was talking about and being able to relate it to our own lives. Mm. Um, And then when I was explaining this to you, Lena, you were like, careful what you wish for (laughs) because that's basically what's happened with this book which is a very nice condensed 200 pager but fuck is it hard to follow like because <laughs> oh it that isn't is a for lot. it isn't really for us maybe and so it's like unless you reread it a million times and like highlight everything and read it really slow mm. it's really hard to like remember what you've read. Mm. I think it's designed cool. to be or to become a classic text of feminism or of gender. Yeah. Well I think Such that's what her second first sex. book I think they, was. I think it will be a classic. I think that's how it will be preserved and that's why I think this style of writing makes sense. It's an essay.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's
3: literally academic essays.
0: And it's with watertight as humor. well.
3: Well I don't know, I'm not a scientist you but I feel watertight? like she's not just like remember that, remember that, um that experiment. Well, that proves this, and then this. Yeah, it's like it's I'm gonna pages walk of you through notes. all yeah. of the logics of this and yeah. why it is wrong.
2: Yeah, that like, bit where she like walks you through the analysis. statistics
3: and <laughs> just
2: it's, like it's point. how you plot the graph. Yeah. yeah, to prove this thing. Yeah, it's like it's heavy. I was reading it, trying to imagine it. Like, okay, yeah. Very. But if I'm being honest, mm. I've quite enjoyed. I like making myself a cup of tea, sitting down with my highlighters and my pen, mm. and reading it through like I'm back in uni. That's how I, <laughs> I read this book. And look, like. Oh my god, so Where's red. my colours? Oh, you can. <laughs> I've highlighted loads of it, but yeah. it looks like I've highlighted
3: none of it. Anyway, there's but loads yeah, of Yeah, you've turned down loads of painters and it looks. Yeah, great. I've got I've loads gone through of like, well corners,
2: pages, and like bits of pen. Most and, of it's the funny yeah. stuff, but then there's also bits that are like, um, oh, I've got some bangers. Uh, like facts
3: i found yeah. out that i'm
2: just like i can't believe this that's the exists. thing i think
3: it is like really intense but it is also i think really funny mm, and yeah. it's not funny in a way that it's like personal anecdote that's really long and then we've got a punchline she's just really she's like in the margins just the sassiest yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah
2: and yeah, she's very self-aware so as well
3: yeah and she yeah um
2: is very i don't know direct with the reader i guess yeah but i yeah. think she's quite like f- she, she do feel so like she's talking witting. to you mm. i feel like this is the wittiest book We've read, she writes this bit about, um, about, wait, so basically every, every study that's tried to prove that testosterone makes men one way, and then I guess estrogen and progesterone make women another. Well, it's the lack of testosterone. Yeah, the lack yeah, of yeah, testosterone they actually, making women yeah. another, is all based on animal studies. Mm. Yeah. And she basically, the whole argument, I think, if you can mm. summarise it, is human beings are so complicated, one, less affected by Mm -hmm. testosterone three these these studies were done not necessarily unbiasedly or Mm -hmm. correctly and four we are all shaped by society way more than anything else
3: yeah and it is Mm -hmm. it's not like a nature versus nurture well it's a bit of both it's like no it seems to just be nurture yeah (laughs) Yeah. humans. humans are so similar and and even compared to every other kind of species like the humans male and female are so similar in so much of our genetic makeup but it, it just seems to be, like, marginal, the differences that really are there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. To be honest,
2: like, out of all of the, I guess, feminist readings that I've done or read, like, over, over the years of being a feminist, <laughs> this is the one that's kind of convinced me that we just need to get rid of, like, the words masculine and feminine, mm. like, as adjectives oh, yeah. to describe really, things like yeah. clothes and behaviour and tra- uh, traits and mm. colours and, like, everything. Because, you know, even now... when discussing gender in what I hope is a very like or trying to be like an enlightened way I'll say things like things that are traditionally feminine but I'm always using air quotes yeah because you're always talking about things in the context of your society in which Mm. things are very much still understood through that oh that's masculine that's feminine and I'm like why now I'm just like no we need to literally crush the whole thing I definitely before reading this book thought it was like as Lena was saying nature or nurture a bit of both yeah now this has turned that on its head I really didn't realize Mm. quite how uh, how little those hormones play in Mm. a role in like um our traits our Mm. characteristics Mm -hmm. I think it's underplayed in this book what an effect they have on our bodies Mm. because i think like
3: even the slightest hormonal change in women can cause loads of stuff Mm. but i think that's because we're just like fertile people who are like you know it doesn't always affect like our abilities or that favorite like sign that i see at loads of marches at the moment is like um anything you can do i can do bleeding yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite thing but yeah i think one of the things at the beginning that really like like she started setting up the foundation for her argument, was that, I can't remember it properly, but there was this test with mice, potentially, and this, the, this really famous scientist did it in six sets. He did it six times. Oh, yeah. And four of them disproved his theory, and two of them proved it. So he took the two, yeah. <laughs> and was like, definitely true. Yeah. And in every other time that the, his next generations of scientists quoted him, they just used those two examples, yeah, instead of that all, all was what was published. six of them. Yeah. Yes mind-blowing and that's the kind of science where you're like oh yeah I don't know about the science world I might know a little bit about science but I don't know about the science industry and the way it works and that is one Mm. of the way it works and that is fucked yeah Mm. I didn't realize
2: I don't trust
3: science as much (laughs) I know when you want to because we're now in this I I trust Cordelia 5 yeah. yeah but
2: also we're in this like political climate now I guess where a lot of people are very sceptical of experts. And mm. I'm very much in the camp of like, no, that's why we have experts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I do want to trust experts. Like, I think it's very yeah. important because then, you know, mm. you have people who are not experts making yeah. decisions about very important
3: <laughs> things. I think we need <laughs> to... love <Are> you <laughs> <sub-treating> Donald
2: Trump? <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to focus on the current contemporary experts. I think that's the best way to mm. combat this because that study we're talking about was done in the, ni- in the 1940s. Yeah. Lots of just bias around.
3: And... Exactly. Yeah, but that doesn't
2: mean that science mm. is like completely free of
3: bias now. No, you know? not at all. I think it's like But we the... can pick
2: the bias we like.
3: Yeah, I think we always like I as like a layperson, <laughs> I would, like always fall into the trap of being like science says. Yeah, and I've realised that that's not a thing. And I should be like this scientist mm. in the same way that you can't be like literature says that. Yeah, you know that would never be a thing. Yeah, you know? oh, U- YouTube has decreed. Yeah. that feminism is wrong. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, I'm definitely going to be less like general about when I'm like science. Says, like I don't know.
2: Yeah, um, I feel like. We've gone off on a kind of, like, first yes. thoughts tangent, yes. but for our day listeners who are like, what the fuck, I'm not going to read this book, it's too science <laughs> Um it's basically the whole testosterone-rex thing, testosterone-rex is, like, the old-timey view that um, there is a lot more testosterone in men than there is in women, and that is effectively why men and women are different men are from mars women are from venus and mm. all of the masculine traits is
3: caused by testosterone and da, 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 da. and you can't get away from that that's you can't get away from it boys because will it's be your
2: boys nature yeah your nature um, but we're not even so, just talking boys will be boys i think it's important it's the little assumptions but the ones that make up a lot of our perception on masculinity yeah for example men are take more risks mm. men are uh, more likely to ask for a pay rise, yeah, uh, more and all of that is because yeah. of testosterone <laughs> and like the tyrannosaurus more rex. aggressive testosterone rex is also extinct, which is Cordelia's <laughs> point. <laughs> you don't need to read the book, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, it. No, totally, yeah. yeah. It basically yeah argues that we're all very similar. Yeah, <laughs> really. that was actually really shocking for me because yeah. I've always been very much like, but. There are like visible differences, and like I, I know enough men and women to like know the differences Mm, between them. But then I guess it's just all nurtured differences, it's all socialized. I was like reading this book um, today, finishing it, and I was wearing a dress, and I was just like, "Why am I wearing a dress? And
3: and why doesn't my boyfriend wear a dress? Like, so many questions." (laughs) Um, I want to. Yeah, but can I go on? Sorry. One of my favorite like points that like speaks to that which is like near the end was she was talking about this um uh instinct that for, uh, for men to nurture and look after children and how that is completely that can be hardwired or not depending on nurture yeah <laughs> and just and yeah. it's and it's also that lot most species are adaptable so any any you drop oh i know what it was there was like loads of generations of male um mice that they bred to be aggressive and they bred it they bred aggression into them so just pick the most aggressive ones made them breed made them breed in in isolation for 43 generations so they had the fucking most aggressive like gang of mice i don't want to see these it was was an american tale it would be like absolutely horrendous anyway this really aggressive mice and then (laughs) they took one of these aggressive mice and they put it with calmer mice and it just became calm (laughs) And and they, can't, yeah, so it got so it's raised like, by a so car yeah. and it's also like when you drop these mice into a situation where they're just with one young mouse, yeah. they'll become p- completely maternal and raise the mouse instinctively, without having. So and and but there, but she jokes that she's like well we can't actually do that with humans because we're, we we don't adapt as fast or we're not as intelligent as mice in some ways and it takes so much because also mice don't have like literature she didn't make this point but I was thinking I was like, <laughs> mice don't have literature and culture to inherit when they grow up so they mm-hmm. you know yeah, and we totally. actually have to like change they our literature and our culture and, yeah, and they don't inherit the same kind of like thought processes that we do so actually yeah. we're shitter at it and you <laughs> should be able to just drop a man in with a baby and be like go <laughs> yeah. I think a really really big point of this book was just don't compare
2: humans to animals yeah we are so different because every time she takes a study basically
3: the first point she makes is and this was mice remember we don't behave like (laughs) mice yeah and also any any thesis you have about humans you can probably find a species that mimics it and then use that species to prove humans You can just yeah, go for you can dun, just be beetles or, yeah. or jellyfish. Or, and then she'll just horses. tell you exactly yeah. about
2: another three different, very specific types of bird that do not mimic this bird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, think of all of the things that humans have that affect the way that we think and behave that animals don't have. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's infinite. It's all of the things. <laughs> totally.
3: All of the things. Mind blown. Monkeys
2: don't have Twitter.
3: You know, <laughs> can we call the episode monkeys? Yeah. Monkey with it's like monkeys with typewriters, but monkeys with Twitter.
2: But, it's, but I think one of the reasons why the, a lot of these studies look to animals is one because a lot of the shit that they do to them they couldn't do to humans, like <laughs> yeah. castrate them, oh <laughs> like gosh. that was in here. Um, but also um, the what was my point? Holy fuck! Mm. Um, oh yeah, we look to animals because we like to romanticize or think that We're like
0: animals that apparently. that's
2: our nature. Mm-hmm. Because having uh culture, having all of these other things that we inherit, like literature and politics and movies and um morals. Morals and <laughs> religion and everything, having yeah. all these other things that we inherit aren't human. Um but you know the jungle is or whatever yeah. Cave is, is our nature. Our but actually I think what well, Her point, well, one of her points was, well, no, all of these things that we do have are now human, yeah, and so, like, hundred percent have to be like taken into consideration when looking at the differences or non-differences between between the sexes. Ooh, Mm. there was one thing that um, she did in terms of her language that I really liked, because you know how often in language um, we'll say the opposite sex, Mm. which. Oh yeah. Like, now it. as, you know, as people who understand that, you know, there's more than one sex, there's more than one gender, infinite genders and genders mm. of spectrum, you can't say opposite because that implies a binary. Mm. But in this book she says the other sex, mm. which... Mm.
3: I didn't like, that. You're, yeah, you're I noticed right. that
2: because she was like, da-da-da, other it's sex. Nice. Um, which yeah. I thought was, like, a good way of acknowledging acknowledging the spectrum of gender but also we know what she's still, talking we know about what she's, talking yeah. about. So she's literally talking like about. sex yeah the communication was still there like the point was made yeah but it's not a it doesn't have to
3: be blue corner and red corner like yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly the opposite just, like, of things
2: yeah which i thought was cool um, yeah. can you just not wait until we stop getting like f- fucking facebook videos that are like a minute long of something inspiring and it's like share it with Three
3: of your closest female friends or like, (laughs) if you know a man who's just like this, retweet. Also, in the publishing world, like all these, this book is for millennial women, and I'm like, is it all of the millennial women? Would all millennial women like (laughs) that? We are so
2: similar. The number of, I'd imagine you both get this. The emails that come through my door,
3: my door,
0: <laughs> my inbox I
2: like door. the idea that everybody has to email you has to
3: post something through your door. <laughs> they bloody should have to. And then it would be um, like the Harry Potter first movie every morning.
2: <laughs> but are uh, all blasted letters. I feel
0: like any
3: product, if
2: you try hard enough, can be associated with empowering women. Oh, I just yeah. have seen everything on the spectrum mm, Feminist now. capitalism. Yeah, I'd exactly. like a disempowered woman. Yeah, <laughs> That's I'm what just I'd like, like to read what about. is your weird flavour of empowered woman? Because I'm white and straight and cis, and and I'm I'm sorry I don't want to make your cleaning product about being an empowered woman. Yeah, (laughs) cleaning product. Yeah. When I'm bent over the toilet cleaning up my husband's shit. Yeah. But I feel so empowered. (laughs) I love using my non Mm. non chemical disinfectant. oh so um, empowered sorry something
3: else that relates back to that that i thought was like interesting was how um when you so most of the tests that scientists use are, sci- are about animals mm-hmm. but the other thing that i always hear is when they survey people yeah. <laughs> and they're like 70 yeah. percent of women say this mm-hmm. and you're like well how many people did you ask yeah. and in what context and she makes the the very good point that um, because of social conditioning women are more likely to underestimate the amount of sexual partners they've had yeah. and men are likely to overestimate and she's like well this, the numbers suggest that somebody's lying because these people are having sex, sex with, <laughs> yeah. with each other oh yeah this um, was, that was the best bit <laughs> of the book for me was when she completely unpacks this
2: idea that men have like men are meant to and biologically designed to have sex with a hundred women and women are des- are designed to like rear like How children with yeah. one person yeah, yeah, yeah rear yeah. children with one person and she completely unpacked that myth we all have sex and have babies as much as each yeah. other and, and also, it's not very
3: much because they say She like she yeah. num- the numbers game of of it all yeah um i've got to play this so in the audio book it's oh, really hilarious. oh did she go zero i one, was zero. Oh my god zero, i was zero, really, zero i was absolutely zero. Zero wetting
2: myself. Wait, should we give context this before you play it? Yeah, sorry, hold on. So it's the like, is how Where many, it? isn't it the the percentage? No, so the, basically, the likelihood.
3: So I've got something written down. Okay. Okay, tell me if I'm wrong, I'm gonna attempt to explain this. Okay. So the argument for this whole like promiscuous men um, and like women who just want to settle down thing is that... Um, Men, women can only produce so many kids in their life and they're only fertile for a certain window. So they can probably produce about 15 kids of their life like if they died at the end of it. Like all mm-hmm. women can yeah. have 15, kids that's insane. Some people can have like 40. Anyway. It's unbelievable. But men can have as many as they... Could possibly no, know fer- they can be fertile and like make hundreds and hundreds of kids, mm-hmm. um, so that's why they're more promiscuous. And she's like, Well, actually, you know, like competition wise, that wouldn't make any sense because there's only so many women, so there's actually no biological reason for that to be the case. Yeah, and she does this calculation where she's like, For women to get pregnant, they'd have to have on average sex 173 times, and so 170- a hundred right? Yeah, in a year, yeah, to have one pregnancy, so that's like 172 non reproductive sex moments which the men are participating in yeah <laughs> so yeah then she was like talking about how many times a man would have to have sex to to match that estimation of them being that much more productive She was like well they'd have to have they'd have to like have sex 100 times a year <laughs> with different partners to be oh, yeah so sex with 100
2: different partners a
3: year that was it yeah to be that to make it yeah. make sense, make the maths make sense. But yeah. anyway, so then she was like, if they did that and they managed to like do that in some, in some ways, this is the amount of like percentages
1: it would be possible.
3: realistically
1: ideal conditions, <laughs> a man who sets <laughs> himself the annual project of producing 100 children from 100 one-night stands has a chance of success of about 0.000000000000. 0 <laughs> <laughs> <This laughs> Zero 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 zero
3: There we go <laughs> And then and then at the end she ends this argument with <laughs> and they say feminists are wishful thinkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm done, I'm gone. There's a little bit about um wife swap. Oh yeah. Which
2: is I'm trying to remember what the actual context of this is. Um I think it's about uh like it's about uh women being like home homemakers and men being like I don't really know. It's basically about, like, the differences between um, men and women. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. This critical difference between ourselves and other species is perhaps best illustrated by the reality TV show Wife Swap
1: in this long-running
2: program viewers enjoy the mayhem that ensues when wives of generally very different social class background personality and lifestyle swap homes household rules lives husbands and children for two weeks like super size versus i love that program i used to watch it all the time (laughs) she says i think that i can say with low risk of the charge of anthropology anthropological anthropocentric bias wow that there is no other species in the animal kingdom for which this concept would work for seven seasons.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's true. Sick burn from Cordelia. <laughs> She's
2: so she just is, is. a really if you are interested in academic texts, but you want something funny. She's I want to funny. Um, I really want to read her first book, The Delusions of Gender. Yeah. Mm. Um, back to the hundred babies thing. I just think it's really important to point out because I feel like we're a bit all over the place, and maybe readers aren't. Understanding what we're saying, we're not scientists. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but so she says, it's 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 basically about how unlikely it is that a man can actually reproduce significantly more than a woman if he's sleeping with lots of different women in his lifetime. Um, that actually the whole like men being more promiscuous. But that whole argument is just defunct. Mm. So it's like, for healthy couples, the probability of a woman becoming pregnant from a single, randomly timed act of intercourse is about 3%.
3: Isn't
0: that weird? So guys, don't
3: bother with condoms. Fuck your contraception.
2: No, no, no. no, no <laughs> <don't>. I know
3: <mean, laughs> that's the thing, though, because it does make you go, how did so many of my friends get pregnant? <laughs>
2: yeah, it yeah. does as well, because no, but wait, it's that's it a from single. That's from a single... It's 3% oh. from a single
3: act of intercourse. Uh, randomly okay. timed. That makes sense. Whereas, you
2: know, if you're doing
3: it a lot... There I bet that. all the doctors who were like, a teenager gets pregnant and they're like, it was my first time. And they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. Three <laughs> percent. <laughs> the odds are three yeah. percent.
2: Um, it's nice to know that's not true, though. I just really enjoyed finding out stuff wasn't true that I've assumed all my life was true.
3: <laughs> or the stuff that like... I was suspected was bullshit. But then I was like, no, but the facts. Yeah. And then, now I'm like, ah. Oh, I
2: found your feminists are wishful thinkers bit. So, again, it's about the numbers. So, <clears throat> it's a, all of these, the men's seductions being, you know, having a, having sex a hundred times a year with different women means that every, like, almost, like, every three to four days a man needs to be successfully mm. uh, wooing and <laughs> courting mm. a woman, which just seems very unlikely. But they the other can't. thing is, is that if a man is having, you know, sex a hundred times a year, it's like, what are the odds that he, that woman is fertile at that time? And then also... Through the like testosterone rex point of view we're we've been told to believe that men and women are or men are more attracted to women whilst they're more fertile there are like certain things going on mm. um but that like is also potentially not true because mm. of the amount of times that men have sex with women who aren't ovulating mm. um duh, 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 duh. it says regardless timing one hundred seductions so precisely as in when women are fertile, would not normally be beyond demanding. Even allowing that this remarkable feat could conceivably, sorry, that's a little pun that she's done there, (laughs) be pulled off, the chance of producing 100 children is still only... So this is, again... like This is another zero. This is the next zero, zero, zero. So that first one was like, what are the odds of having 100 babies? Um, This is now the odds of having 100 babies if each of those sex acts were very well timed for when the woman was fertile and it's still like a fuck ton of zeros and then she then she said to put that number in a little context a man's odds of being killed by a meteorite in his lifetime is 0.0000004 <laughs> <laughs> so you're more likely to be yeah and then that's when the fem- then they say feminists are wishful thinkers that's <laughs> when
1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That line comes <laughs> in, which is amazing. Me so cool.
2: Basically, mm-hmm. have sex with the same person a lot that you know is fertile if you want to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically what she says is that if you, that you are just as likely to have like basically a similar amount of kids. I think mm. she said realistically. Oh, I can't remember where it was or what the odds were, but somebody um somebody doing that um they might have 3 kids in mm. one year whereas a man who has sex with the same 3 kids and oh a man would have 3 kids. Yeah, in one year. a man would have 3. <laughs> kids. So with the with the whole thing, you know, he's got that ridiculous chance of having a hundred mm. but actually he might might have three, mm. two or three from that year whereas a man who's having sex over and over again with one woman will have one child at the end of that so really like it's not that much more mm. and that kid is gonna and the one in, in the case of the there being just one child that child actually might end up being better off in the long term because of the present parents mm. So mm-hmm. it's, like, you know, it's all about survival, apparently, and actually, like, what's better? Yeah. Having a
3: absentee. But it's also just, like, the human body isn't set up like that. A lot of, of, like, men's supposed urges around being promiscuous, women have those urges too. It's just learned that men's ones are acceptable. So yeah. there's lots of women who, are like, ask questions or studies done about women having the urge to be promiscuous, and it was, like, pretty much equal.
2: Oh, yeah, you know that one where um, they mentioned the study about... Um, Women being addressed in the street by yeah. a random oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. by a random man they haven't met in was it a university campus? Mm. Yeah. And offers sex. Yeah. Well he was like, Hey, I think you're really beautiful. Do you wanna Are come you back room and have sex? Yeah, do you wanna <laughs>
3: obviously most of the women said no mm. because we live in a society where we fear rape. murdered
1: and raped. Mm. Yeah.
3: Like So think that study was used by other people to be like, Look, women just aren't as promiscuous as men. Because like no they women. say no to random sex. It's like, wow. It's like,
2: weird. <laughs> but one of the things that Cordelia Fine says is that also the um, they were also propositioned for a date. Mm. And then obviously what isn't taken into account is of the amount of women who said yes to the date, how many of them would have then had sex mm. after that date. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that's not taken into account. Mm. Um, one of the things, I know that we're not really like going through different themes, so very mm. sorry about the ad hoc nature of this podcast but one of my favorite chapters was the chapter called skydiving wallflowers or oh the, yeah i know that. the risk taking mm. and she literally start she literally made uh she did that thing where like i started like Having a point in my head, and then she made it after mm-hmm. I started thinking it. I was like, "Yes," and I was like, "Well done, Hannah. You're being so smart
3: because thought, <laughs> you second guess the
2: science the lady." The thought process is the same. We all, or, or she's just a really good writer and is take properly taking me on a journey. And, uh, <laughs> Bit of both. There Bit is that. Um, so it was all about risk taking and how, like Lucy, you said at the beginning that like risk taking is seen as like a male trait because testosterone. Increases,
0: yeah, makes you, that, you more. Makes you.
2: Yeah. And for but, the record, yeah. I've always I i'm a wimp happily say i'm a very law-abiding wimp <laughs> and my sister is too and my mum is too and so i've always assumed it was a gender thing really always just, anyway. just because of yeah
3: personal because of you, I yes. because i think a lot my... of people do that but then it's like such a spectrum that you don't know yeah. whether you're because yeah.
2: we're proper fucking wimps i <laughs> bet you don't even
3: jaywalk do you <laughs> oh no no i do that that's fine but i mean
2: in terms of like um my dad skydived recently skydove Skydived, Dived. and Dived. my mom was like, "I cannot believe you'd put yourself in so much danger." Oh my god! But here's the thing: what mm. we learn from this chapter is that so jaywalking actually is pretty fucking risky, yeah. And actually, and skydiving—I don't know what the statistics are, but you might actually be more likely to die jaywalking than skydiving. It said that you're more likely to um, die if you're pregnant than if you, than if you skydive. So, so basically, getting pregnant. If you're in is more the US. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're in the US, yeah. Ooh, well, they have all those like risky laughing, babies. Like, ha, ha, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But they've only studied it in the US. But yeah, you're 20 times more likely to um, get seriously injured or die during pregnancy yeah. than you are oh. in a skydive. Um, but yeah, like so the two main things that I learned from this chapter, I don't know about you guys, was one that um, actually when men and women were tested for like risk-taking tendencies, it was really even yeah and they couldn't Mm -hmm. really find many gender differences at all um and the other thing was is that actually what we at risk is often about perception and so it's different for everyone Mm. and then my favorite thing was like the white male effect yes because we're like oh men take more risks but actually maybe they're not because the world is less dangerous to white men yeah and so they're the only correlation with being male and risk taking was this white men thing. You a yeah. white straight men they, perceive the world as less risky. They
3: use they use statistics about white men being the people who are most likely to gamble. <coughs> and that doesn't show that white men are, are more risk like taking. It shows they've got more money to gamble. Yeah, maybe we've <laughs> got less that... to lose, you know, like Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Completely. and just also they were showing all these studies of men who were supposedly in these really like risky situations. So they surveyed smokers and gamblers and um people who are on the horses and people who do like business shares and stuff like that and um they were only all the men who were who were in, into risky business mm. and were only risky in one area and most of them were only gamblers but they weren't smokers or they were smokers but they weren't you know because they're not
2: yeah they're not naturally
3: risk takers in all fields they just had this yeah. one specific thing they were risky in which is also and she was like well if it was an inherent thing they'd be risky in all areas right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
2: also the more you um the more you perceive some, the more you do something, the more you adjust to an idea, the less risky it seems. Mm. So, like for example, people who take drugs lots, you know, when they first started, they would have really feared it, but by the end of it, but not really feared it, but let's say their fear was less anyway. Mm. Once they've taken a certain drug a hundred times, let's say, let, no, let's go like seven, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> be more realistic, hopefully. Um, once they've taken that same drug seven times, they perceive it as incredibly safe, mm-hmm. even though it hasn't got any less safe. Yeah because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. yeah so you get people who invest in who who are really really careful with their finances mm-hmm. and have loads of ices and shit that's mm-hmm. to me what being really careful with your finances is yeah. but they
3: take a bunch of drugs like <laughs> yeah because they've got another thing and so it's, so, it's also like with men it's like they're if, you, if you're if you precondition one gender to be more arrogant and make them feel like they should be that way then they're more likely to be more confident <laughs> whereas yeah. if women yeah. aren't it's just like a perception thing
2: well that one of the other studies was done when they were men and women were given, like, tasks to do that would perceive them as either Mm risk-takers or not, and then they put a member of the other sex in the room with them so they were being watched, and that changed their behaviour because they then acted more in accordance to their, like, stereotypical gender
3: roles when they felt they were being watched. So when they've got that binary Mm -hmm. in the room, they're like, oh, we've got to be the men compared to this woman.
2: Yeah, yeah. Question. Mm -hmm. This is slightly off-topic, but kind of in the same. Would you appreciate a book like this for women, or not for women, no, mm. um, would you appreciate a book like this, written in a similar way, about estrogen and progesterone?
3: I think that's what Delusions of Gender is. I started reading it a long time ago Amazing. and never finished it, but I think that's what her uh, first book, okay. Delusions of Gender is. Because
2: I really, I do think they affect people more than testosterone does. Testosterone.
3: Yeah, I think it does. I um,
2: think because I, like we're women and pills, and like women in yeah. hormonal contraception, like... it doesn't change your yeah. personality necessarily, but yeah, I definitely think there's more to unpack
3: there. And I'd have really liked it. I, I have imagine read that, that some of it hasn't bloody been written yet. I think they need to sort out their research yeah. on pills. Sure, actually, there's I think be people this, are like, What the fuck? This <laughs> yeah. was a book that.
2: Cordelia could write because there was so many studies yeah. oh, I'm like yeah. Cordelia please oh keep writing more books and in yeah, my, I like wrote a bunch of notes at the end and one of them was like there are so many studies and then I put in like quotation marks because she says it so often is women weren't tested yeah
0: <laughs> it's because all it's of these so like, things are done on my maybe pen. that's the name of the next book women, women weren't, weren't tested.
3: tested oh my god there's a really good book that I saw at work that's called um, Eve Was Framed <laughs> and it's all about the legal system <laughs> and how like all women like the legal system is set up against Women and then everyone really, like, but Eve was framed is such a good. Oh my god, I want and to read that. And she's coming out with a new book next year called Eve was Eve was shamed. <gasps> and I'm like, anyway, I'm so God, right, give whoever's packaged her book time. <laughs> yeah, who who anyway, packages books up anyway, for? Point. for I'm Sally
2: in. Yeah, but I the... think. Oh go on, there you go. I've now forgotten.
3: Okay. <laughs> oh, um, okay. My my thing was interesting because um, when I f- <laughs> all about me, but when I found out I had PCOS. And I was like 15 and I didn't really take in much science. All I heard was like, part of the reason that you're experiencing this is because you have more testosterone than most people. And I was like, oh my God, I am a man. <laughs> and then I was right. like watching out for manly traits of myself. Bro, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like bro, 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 bro. I really yeah. feel like, oh God, I am, like am, I, am I assertive? Because... I've got testosterone in me. (laughs) And like, it was like a weird thing, but I remember that we have testosterone in us too. Your 15
2: year old self was treated unjustly and deserves some like
0: emotional compensation. The doctor was
3: just like, it's because you're fat. He literally said, it's because you're fat. You need to get less fat.
0: That's not how. Wow. It works. I was like, well, obviously, I didn't know
3: the word feminism at that point. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Oh my god! See that? Like, yeah. Oh god! Anyway. you you have some just karma is gonna be good to you. <laughs> but but, it but it's interesting because I always think that like testosterone, is just this weird thing that we all have, and the same with like men have estrogen. Mm-hmm. It's just do they? Yeah, just Oh, like I don't ha- ha- oh. but like right great. Not. Yeah, know. But it's just weird because it's also like um all of the they were talking about um, the bonding hormones in men and how they're pretty much the same as women and men need the same kind of bonding and they're set up for it. And also that men don't have, like human men don't have a bone in their penis. So it's like suggested that they're not really set up to like overperform sexually <laughs> because they don't, if they did, they'd have they're a bone the, uh, in and their penis. the only mammal that does, no, the only ape.
2: Yeah, really the only, only ape, have a ape bone. doesn't have a bone in their
3: penises. So they can't have a constant erection, basically. Yeah. And yeah. she she was like, Oh, if the human race, um, like their only task on earth was was to reproduce and make more babies, then we'd all be fired <laughs> because we're actually quite shit at reproducing. Yeah. Can
2: you even imagine if every man
3: had a bone in their penis <laughs> and they just walked around like, just like in trousers? I think trousers wouldn't have been invented. They'd all well, be they'd wearing all skirts. Be, like tents. Oh. Yeah,
2: no, definitely. That's true. But like on Mind the though. point of the fact that women also have testosterone mm. in their bodies, one of the things that I found interesting or like took away was that it's not the absolute the it's not the absolute amount of testosterone that we have in our bodies that makes us different it's when there's a change in testosterone in our bodies that that's what affects behavior so it's not like you have um, this man has x amount of testosterone and this woman has less so therefore they're different it's and that affects their behavior it's like no, when that man's testosterone increases or decreases, that might change that could change his mm. behavior. A bit. Oh, is that the cockroach study? And where when that yeah. swallows its gonads I'm, or some shit, <laughs> and then maybe <laughs> there was enough. a lot was of a skin lot, reading that happened there was around a lot that point of that as well. But yeah, and then if a woman's testosterone increases or decreases, then that could change her behavior. But then also, it was like, and the other way around external factors and things that are happening to you can make your testosterone go up or down so it was like mental it's like your body affecting your your behavior but then also like external factors and your behavior affecting your body like it was it was like "Ah," all of these different things Mm. basically (sighs) i just learned that human beings are really complicated and we shouldn't put people in boxes because of their genitals Mm. yeah what are the ramifications of this for trans folks
0: I, I mean know, it should
3: help them because it's like gender's fucking
2: fucking yeah, gender yeah you're like
0: yeah
3: <laughs> but it's also interesting when you're you're putting so much testosterone in your body mm. um yeah because when I was talking estrogen. to Alex mm. and Jake because I had them
2: on my YouTube channel for an episode of the Hormone Diaries where we talked mm. about testosterone because they're both on T and one of the things that they said is that they can't physically cry anymore I think that's like, that a real just, thing and like pre-T they said that you know they would quite easily cry but now they like feel like they want to but physically can't and i was like what that's really interesting yeah i find it really yeah. hard to cry maybe it's just maybe you've got a lot of tea in you no but it's not about the yeah, absolute yeah, numbers of tea. yeah just but no but for them it's a well that would be change a change. In tea. be yeah. there's a
3: huge change in the amount of tea in their bodies that yeah, would be what not, it is. It's not the fact that... That the testosterone's there. It's yeah. The, it's the change. Yeah. It's really so the interesting. Also to do with socialising as well. I don't know how much so. But yeah. probably
2: in part because they're both present as men now. I've got like one big point that's like yeah. very much me playing devil's advocate. But it was yeah. just a thought that I had. That's cool. Um, I'm trying to find my name. Do you guys remember in the book where she talks about... Um, I don't know... If this theory is proved or it's just her like speculating or like something that she said, which is that, okay, so if um, our hormone levels aren't something that make us different, what if our hormone levels are something that balance us out to actually make us more similar? So because they do all these studies and they find that men and women are actually really similar, then why do men have lots more testosterone and women have lots more estrogen, but we're still the same? And so she's like, what if it's a balancing act, right? So if hormone levels, I wrote this down, so I'm Mm -hmm. like, if hormone levels are a balancing act to make men and women more similar, then the larger amounts of tea in men could mean that they are naturally, air quotes, more feminine, air quotes, and need all of that tea to compensate. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, my devil's advocate. (laughs) So actually, uh, women are naturally more masculine And men are naturally more feminine, and we need these hormones to balance us out and make us more (laughs) similar. That's my theory. No, (laughs) Sounds legit. I mean. That's what I took away. There's definitely a sci fi novel in there (laughs) somewhere. There's so much info in my brain now. Like, imagine if you stripped us all of our hormones, and then it turned out that. We'd never be horny. We were incredibly different, but women were from Mars. God.
3: (laughs) Women have always been from Mars. We're wonderful Martians. Cordelia, we really like you um her end points i think what's good about cordelia is that um the beginning of the book is is very like okay so this is how we think we think we see gender in the world let's roll with that let's play that out let's unpack that she's very patient Mm -hmm. but the end of the book is very much a rallying cry to like if you like science, yes. you're gonna have to be a radical feminist. That is just the fucking way it is. And she was also like, The end hey. was
2: basically a call to action. And it was like
3: quite a big, it was like, it wasn't yeah. just like a, we should change things. She's like, look, if we carry on the way we are, it's gonna take another fucking 200 years and nobody's got time for that shit. So, if you want to change things, you might as well, you know, nobody she likes like, suffragettes. Maybe it's time to be less polite and more disrupt- disruptive. Yeah, she's like, yeah. deeds not words. Yeah, yeah She yeah. was basically like telling me to put well, you know, I, I don't, don't know. know. This what I literally wrote. Like, do? what does
2: this look like now? I underlined deeds and was like, I'm like Cordelia, what are you yeah, telling no, me yeah. to do? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't like, think she's allowed to tell us. No, she's not
3: allowed to tell us to put a stink bomb in a like a in a post b- post box. It bomb. is a yeah. laboratory. Oh my god, I went to the the Royal Mail Museum the other day. Don't even start did you know that the suffragettes don't stop laughing anyway it's behind king's cross it's behind king's cross and they have a train and it's like it's called mail rail and you can get anyway oh yeah oh my god i really want to do that anyway did you know that the suffragettes posted themselves to parliament because they couldn't get a meeting with them so one of them got in a fucking box (laughs) and just posted herself to parliament that's it. amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, so I anyway, go so yeah, I think Cordelia is, <laughs> it's really good. Well, Cordelia is telling us to post ourselves for Parliament is basically what I took away from this. So so that's like, how we'll get 50-50 Parliament. Yeah. Well, deeds, not words. We'll but anyway, I, I boxes, thought that was interesting like, because surprise. her whole career is very much based around words and arguing and reason. Mm-hmm. And the book is words, but she's like, but deeds. But now it's time. <laughs> now it's time,
2: so, my pretties. Fly. Go. Fly. I um, think... <laughs> um, that's a really nice point to end on, but I just mm-hmm. want to read out one more quote, which I think summarises what we, we all now know about <laughs> hormones. And this isn't actually a Cordelia quote, she's quoting someone else. Anyway, hormones then are not part of a biological programme that influences us to act out the desires of our ancestors. They are a dynamic part of our biology designed to give us the ability to respond to the physical, social and cultural environment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good.
3: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. They're gifts to we, sh- we can use however we like yeah. to respond to what we need to do.
2: Ooh, which yeah, is a quality. We I feel like all the science books we've read have just been like, you have gifts. Look after yourself, nourish yourself. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Nature has bestowed on you tools.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. Let's look after those. If you
2: can hack it, I would just highly recommend reading this. Yeah, It's only 200 definitely. pages, it's just...
3: It takes a while, though. It's just full on. Well, how long does it take you to audiobook it? Seven hours. Oh, bloody hell. What, on 1.5 speed? 1.25 speed, because of the facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I usually do 1.5 speed, but there were more... facts. There
2: were facts. and that zero, was seven hours on Is that seven hours on 1.25, or...
3: It will be seven hours I total. I like... no, 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 one okay no, cool. normal because that's what it says yeah i think it's seven hours total so it must have taken me like less than less than that <laughs> great <laughs> mass yeah um, it's, it's, me worth six it. hours. it's a good couple of hours of your life mm. Mm. but yeah. get a highlighter yes oh 100 percent. Oh,
2: get a highlighter turn corners ruin your book it's worth it um would you have sex with this book yeah 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 Yes. <laughs> that I feel like that's Deeds. the only it's time, time. Really hand. that sounds a really unanimous like we, I feel yeah. like it's been a while since we said we'd have sex with a book as well like that like yeah yeah yeah. En- we are enthusiastic consenting partners to this book
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes, lifelong yes yes yes, yes.
2: Um, on my before we end this podcast we have an important announcement to make
3: and now for the announcement and now for the announcement do 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 do
2: amazing first of all next month we are reading The Colour Purple by Alice Walker which I'm very excited about. I've already read it. I'm looking forward it's to reading it. It's great. There is also a film adaptation if you wanted the easy way out. <laughs> um, but our announcement is basically that um, we absolutely love Banging Book Club. Banging Book Club is not going mm-hmm. anywhere, but the podcast is going to have a bit of a hiatus. Um, our lives are all in turmoil, shall we say? (laughs) That makes them sound like they're crumbling. Ah, They've gathered so much
3: momentum that we can't catch up with our own lives. We're all
2: very happy and we're all still friends. Oh yeah. (laughs) This isn't like a, what bands have broken up, Spice Girls? Can you imagine if people have listened to this whole podcast and thought we'd fallen out? Oh my god. Wow.
0: (laughs) But basically,
2: um, we're all a bit overwhelmed by life and work and stuff at the moment and so we're not going to be doing like the monthly podcast recordings, but we're still going to be very much active online on our Twitter and our Instagram, which are both at Banging Book Club, and um, at least one of us will always be reading the book and be able to talk about it. Um, we'll be active on Goodreads. Um, yeah, there we'll... might just be some other like fun things that we throw in there, but mm. we're just not going to put load of pressure on ourselves to
3: yeah. do that
2: but as and when stuff happens we will let you know because we um, started stuff, Book yeah. Club it was a drunken de- <laughs> yeah, decision the, drunken it's decision. so crazy how we think about it now in like, 2015 the, the first yeah. few episodes that we recorded I'm sure we were all very drunk for oh yeah definitely like it was just like the fun thing that the three of us did and very much I don't know I feel like we all got to know each other through doing definitely. it as well
3: Um and what did you call is- it, Lisa? You were like, it's the it's the biggest commitment I've made while drunk, <laughs> or like, oh my god, the, the, the biggest you know, two longest- and a half year commitment I've made while drunk. It's the longest, yeah. It's the longest time I've it's the longest commitment
2: I've ever it's had in my than life. all of our relationships. <laughs> <laughs> in so oh my relationship. Yeah, re- yeah, re- any same. of my relationships. But no, no, but it's not over. This is the no, thing, no, no, it's no, not, no. Like it's not the end of Bang Book mm. Club. It's very much still
3: a book club. We. Very much still encourage mm. you to read along and join in yeah. the discussions. Yeah, um, and we've loved everybody reading the book so far. It's very much like a passion project as well, isn't it? it's just yeah. something that we're sort of like, thing, we just yeah. love it. We don't really, we don't really have a game plan for it. It's, <laughs> it's never really made much thing? sense yeah. on paper, but we just like love doing and it. Exactly, like not doing the
2: podcast um, is literally just because we're so overwhelmed with the time thing, and we don't want this to feel like work. Um, mm, yeah. And then. Like become to resent it and resent you, our lovely. Yeah. We'll business. not do our best. Like on we'll it never either. resent exactly. You. And like also we yeah. don't we. I we don't wait. Words. <laughs> I was gonna say like it's not a financially sustainable thing either. Like we're mm. all still working full time mm. equivalent yeah. roles. So like. This is really like, it all happens in our fun time.
3: Yeah, we take it out of time with our partners and eating time. Yeah. And washing and we time. We, love, we definitely it. eat
2: at the same time as Yeah, that's true. The we don't lose though.
3: any eating
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's wonderful that that's a thing that's still a passion project, but it means it can become really overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the book club isn't going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. We're, We're still, still going to be reading all of the books Tweeting from this rude year. Gifs. <laughs> oh, we want yeah. to know exactly what you think of everything as well. Yeah. yeah, and we might experiment with like different ways of reviewing the books too. So mm. you might see us doing YouTube videos about it again, or uh, blog posts. Me and yeah. Lucy both mm. have a blog. Or a chat. Yeah, Twitch chats, live streams on Instagram or like yeah. the occasional like uh, author interview or something yeah if like we podcast. can persuade someone to sit down with us <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 when we yeah. catch
3: those celebs <laughs>
2: yeah yeah exactly. but yeah so, so
3: follow us all on social media and watch what we're doing and definitely watch banging book club twitter
2: yeah yeah um, exactly and follow us on instagram on banging book club at banging book club yeah i promise it'll be a bit more active apparently <laughs> is
3: um but yeah we love you lots we're still here just yeah maybe not audio just trying to ways. overachieve in our lives as yeah her. exactly <laughs> we're acting out what we learned from the books which is boss it <laughs>
0: yeah exactly
3: and to put yourself first
2: yeah which we kind of are for yeah. a bit yeah we always are really yeah right i'm not gonna lie ladies i really need a wee <laughs> i <I'm laughs> do look tense like... so i was like <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay,
2: yeah cool, cool. right um, how do we end these things? I can't even remember. This is not Bye. goodbye forever. We'll yeah. see you online. Next book is *The Color Purple*. Yeah. We love you lots. We love you. See ya.
3: You.
1: Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.